Today on Watching Your Wealth, how to be more strategic with your charitable giving. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Ellen Israelson is Vice President of Philanthropic Services and Chief Marketing Officer at the Jewish Communal Fund. JCF manages $1.4 billion in charitable assets. Welcome, Ellen. Thank you so much, Veronica. I'm so happy to be with you today. Great to have you. So, Ellen, let's first think through, you said to first think through what you're trying to accomplish with your philanthropy when you're trying to be more strategic. And you said that there are a few questions we should ask ask ourselves in order to figure out what our motivations are. What are some of those questions? Yes, well, I think there are so many needs and causes out there. It can be overwhelming for people. So I asked them to step back and examine what values resonate most with them and their families and and let these values guide a charitable focus. And it can also help prioritize the issues and problems that you want to address. I think stepping back, reflecting, seeing if you can align your giving with some of your core values is the best way to increase your impact. And so maybe thinking about also, you know, what society issues or problems that really bother you might be a way to start. Absolutely. And are are they in line with the kind of teaching and family legacy and things that have been important to you over time? I think in the age of social media and instant access to information, it's so easy to get caught up in the issue of the day or the cause of the moment, but reflecting on what has historically been a priority for you is a very important check to see if you are aligning those core values and your giving. That's a good point. And maybe it's a mix of both. Maybe it's understanding your traditions and what's important to you, but then also maybe leaving a little bit of room in your budget for those one-off events or sort of the issue of the day that really grabs you and you feel like you want to be able to contribute to as well. So I, I always kind of think of it as, you know, not just a either or, but maybe an end or both. But uh, that, that's um, I'm not going to tell anyone how to give, but that's just something how I um, look at how I look at giving. Um, another thing you had mentioned is to be more strategic, we should really do some research on the charities. What are some resources you suggest so we can do that research? Well, doing your homework is very basic and important, and two of the very easy-to-understand resources out there are GuideStar and Charity Navigator. But I would also uh, encourage people, go to the website of the charity. It's chock full of information. Read about the services. Are these the actual types of programs and services you want to support? Look at their annual report. That's another fantastic source of data. So uh, you can Google the charity. What are people saying there generally? That will give you a really good combination of some of the hard 
quantitative data and the qualitative information and the stories around the charity that will inform your giving and I think give you a good feeling for what the charity does and how well they do it. Now, the holidays might be a tough time to do this, but I'm wondering, is it also, does it also make sense to actually visit the charity and maybe speak to the executive director or tour the facilities to get a better sense of the actual work? Would you recommend that? I think that's part of a whole journey or pathway in your giving. I think the place to start is really online, looking at the information and the annual report. And as you're thinking about getting more engaged with the charity, you may want to do some kind of site visit. You may want to go to a program that they offer to their donors. Almost all charities offer opportunity for conversation and engagement and learning, and they encourage this. And I think you can avail yourself of what's already out there for their donors and supporters. And then at the higher levels and as you're Uh, engagement and your funding increases, yes, you could certainly do a site visit or meet with the executive director. But I would recommend once you're getting to that end of the continuum, also come prepared. Have your list of questions. Really give it some thought and make the most out of that opportunity. Absolutely. Um, You said not to limit ourselves to checkbook charity. What did you mean by that one? Well, that is the default knee-jerk way to give. People write a check or they go online to make a credit card donation, which, by the way, many fees are taken off the top, and that does significantly reduce your gift to the charity. Um, You should give just as much attention to how you're going to give as where you're going to give. For example, Think about, are you reducing capital gains and your overall tax burden by donating the most advantageous asset? If you can really get more bang for the buck by donating appreciated securities, you have to look at that and not just write the check. Uh, you're probably going to have years where you have more disposable income than other years. In the years when you have that money, are you setting it aside so that you can distribute and support charities over a time period and better plan your giving? Indeed. All good questions to ask. Now, there are so many different uh, charitable vehicles to consider. What should we be considering when we're thinking about those different vehicles, whether it's a donor advised fund or private foundation or charitable lead trust? What are some questions to ask ourselves? That's a great question, and I think uh, people who are trying to be more strategic with their giving are really struggling with that. And there's a few basic questions I think you have to ask yourself. First of all, is the vehicle easy to administer? Is it easy to access? Is it something that's user-friendly? What are the costs associated with it? Everything sounds great when you say, wow, I can put money aside now and take the deduction and have some time to give it out, but really look carefully at the cost. Uh, Another huge issue uh, in today's day is confidentiality. 
when you choose a vehicle, how much reporting is done and how accessible is all of your personal and private information? Is it up? Is your 990 accessible to everyone online? You, you really have to consider confidentiality. And then also, I think very important is flexibility. Is there a required annual minimum distribution, regardless of whether the assets are up or down? Are you always compelled to make a gift? Do you have to make gifts in a particular time period? So people really look for maximum flexibility. The, the other thing I'd say that's um, interesting to think about, uh, because now you have so many generations of a family all together at one point in time, whatever vehicle you create, is it suitable for multiple people to participate or multiple branches of the family or generations to participate? Because philanthropy is that one of those wonderful things where you do want to bring family members together and you can engage across the generations and you want a vehicle that's well suited to that. Indeed. Great tips. Thank you so much, Ellen. Would you stick around and take our fun financial quiz? Uh, I would love to. Great. Thanks. You stick around, too. Hi, my name is Jason Gay. I'm a sports columnist at the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, there's a sports columnist at the Wall Street Journal, buddy. I also have a podcast, The Free For All, where we talk a little sports and we talk about everything else as well. People from around the journal and the bigger universe talking about culture, life, politics, everything that's out there today. It's a free-ranging, fun conversation. I urge you to listen to it. And if you don't, I'm going to knock on your door tomorrow. Free For All. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. Now it's time for Ellen Israelson to take our fun financial quiz. Ellen, you ready? I think so. <laughs> All right. What's the best financial advice you ever received? I'm not sure what the best financial advice is, but I can tell you in terms of spending my philanthropy dollars, the best advice I ever received was from the philanthropist Charles Bronfman, who said, you need to give with both the heart and the head. Mm -hmm. And it's so true because you certainly have your passions and you want to support those charities, but you need to do it with information and forethought. So true. What's the worst charitable advice you ever received? People saying you need to wait and figure it all out. It can begin today. It's a journey and you learn as you go. Indeed. Fill in the blank. Charity can buy... Uh, hope. Hmm. Uh, your nice. giving can produce some kind of improvement and momentum, and it can help people's lives get better. It gives them hope, even when perhaps there's a long road to ultimately solving the problem. It's great. Charity can't buy. Hmm. Let's see. Charity, I think it can't buy the government a pass on stepping up and still playing a role in helping to deal with the vulnerable in our society. Individual charity is not going to replace entirely the government's role. Now, if you won a million dollars after tax, how where would you give it? <laughs> oh, uh, let's see. Um, well, to me, it would be important to give myself some time and space to reflect on what I wanted to do. So I'd need a strategy that didn't require me to take immediate action. On the philanthropy side, I'm sure I would put it in my own donor advice fund that I have here at JCF because I would really want it 
to not only last in my lifetime, but create this whole legacy for my family. And I'd want to have the time to do it in a, in a thoughtful way. Sounds good. Thanks for joining us, Ellen. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure. Same. And this has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.